It's your boy Dreams from the Notorious Mass Effect. Ever wanted your favorite restaurants to come to you? Well, with DoorDash, this is now possible as DoorDash connects people with the best restaurants in their city. They do this by empowering local businesses and in turn, generate new ways for people to earn, work, and live. With your favorite restaurants at your fingertips, DoorDash satisfies your cravings and connects you with possibilities, more time, and energy for yourself and those you love. Delivering with DoorDash, you get flexibility and financial stability. Dash for a living or for a goal, all on your schedule and on your own terms. DoorDash customers can place orders via the DoorDash app or website and are connected with Dashers to fulfill deliveries conveniently and contactlessly. Restaurants right to your door. Order now at www.doordash.com. internet analytic here aka dreams and i would like to welcome you to mine which i call the notorious mass effect podcast i'm a hip-hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of r&b mixed in for episode 45 we're going to be getting into doja cat and SZA, kiss me more dmx the last of us remake and polo g rap star but before that, make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. If you want to financially support the show, click my Cash App link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall. Also, make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Now that I made it through the intro, let's get into Doja Cat and SZA. Okay, getting into Doja Cat and SZA, this is more of a surprising collab, if I would say so, because for Doja Cat, she makes 
the the type of music that you would kind of hear SZA on and it's what I'm talking about is like pop music like she's not a out-of-the-box type artist she usually goes with the formula that works as far as like chorus verse chorus and and the the structure that helps get you on to billboards and and a lot of streams as far as like samples and just very I wouldn't say generic but very systematic type placement in the verses and the chorus so it's is is she's not too much of a out of the box type artist to to have a scissor feature and for this for them to get together and come out with a song like this called kiss me more and it has that pop type feeling to it like it the whole chorus is it, it it's definitely going for radio play like the way that the the song plays out you could tell that they are looking for a hit so it, it reminded me of when cardi b and, and who is that cardi b and megan drop called wop and that yeah the, the song was called wop but um that's what this song kind of reminds me of just be why is my pop filter falling i don't know if it's gonna fall or not if it falls we may just have to do without it but anyways so that's what this song reminds me of so yeah it definitely fell okay one second okay my pop filter definitely fell so uh we took a little intermission which you probably won't hear because i just cut it out but anyways what what was i getting into oh the wop so <laughs> the wop single by cardi b and megan the stallion that song did tremendously like the amount of numbers that track did is something that will be in the record books like as far as female led singles go because the way that it did numbers and the pace that it did numbers at like it's on pace right now to be a um, what do they call that a diamond a diamond record if it's not already i'll have to look up the r-i-r-i-a-a r-a-a-i no i think it's r-i-a-a basically the official certification for diamond i'm about to look that up to see how close they are to it but it's on that type of pace so it's on the legendary pace and not to say that this is going to copy that same exact same exact uh success but I will say that the Doja Cat and SZA collab will definitely do numbers as Doja Cat notoriously does numbers, which is why people are so eager eager to like do a feature with her. And the same goes with SZA. SZA, the, the, the type of music that SZA puts out is really underrated in my opinion. And I feel like a lot of these other artists, kind of like Janae Aiko and um, Summer Walker and her... I feel like they all are in that same realm of music. But for me personally, I feel like SZA really separates herself from those type of artists just be just from her talent alone and her cadence it, because it's really unique. And when she comes on the track, you can tell it's her like for a lot of artists, you, you would think she's doing a her impression or a Janae Aiko impression for SZA. She's very unique in her, her vocal inflection, and she has a lot of it and a lot of control over her voice. And her talent was really cons uh, displayed on, on her album, Control, when she was like sitting down around a bunch of old broken computers. And she's just, she's like just really talented. And there's a reason she's on TDE because they, TDE has a, uh, they have an ear for talent, like just being honest, like they really have an ear for talent. And, it's one of the reasons why I believe that SZA's done so well because she also picked the right group. So, 
for this song getting a little bit more into the details on how it came together of course the video is the video people love you know you know how that goes you know they gotta do certain things like in the video to make it more enticing for the for the masses <laughs> but as far as the actual song goes um they said it was I don't say that. they said it was crafted by Travis Scott why did they say that I don't even know why it says that anyways I don't want to say the wrong information but anyways Doja and SZA is, is basically like trying to start the summer off right with this record like going into the summer they're trying to get a smash single because like in, in the summer if this is is song of the summer then that that's gonna boost it even more because when people are out they're trying to hear this type of music not really that gloomy dark type music more upbeat in the SZA uh, Doja Cat type uh, lane so as far as the actual quality of the track I think I've already talked about it I feel like it's a, it's a solid uh well no not solid I feel like it's a above average track and the chorus kind of hooks me in a way that makes me know that this is a radio this is a radio play for both of these artists so now i'm waiting for scissor to drop something new like on a side note which not really a side note because she's on this record but when scissor drops a new record because that good days record is is just amazing like the way that that record was put together and she just she makes it seem like it's just effortless which is like what i feel like the great artist does like great artists who come on a track make you feel like like it could be a four minute track and it, they can make it feel like a two minute because of how great it is you know how like the whole it kind of plays off of the phrase time flies when you're having fun time definitely flies when you're listening listening to quality music so and SZA has that definitely Doja Cat too but you know definitely SZA <laughs> so yeah um we're gonna get into the snippet that I have for this track I think this is mostly SZA's verse and with Doja Cat's chorus so uh this is Kiss Me More Doja Cat featuring SZA right now As you can tell, they had great chemistry on the track. Scissors verse was always amazing as usual as usual because um he's just an amazing artist, like talented, everything that has really has the whole package. But uh so as far as the track goes, I feel like it, it has that the the type of trajectory that I would project for it would be Megan Cardi type status, which the lyrics aren't as 
they aren't as p no that wasn't even pg they aren't as rated r as as the cardi and begging lyrics were but for this type of structure it could still work because of the radio type sound it has to it so yeah hopefully that makes sense for y'all anyways let's switch it up and get into the the legend dmx okay we're going to be getting into an artist that unfortunately passed away at it's 50 considered an early age to pass away to, at like today's standards because okay my mic just my mic definitely fell again and if if y'all heard the beginning of the pod i'm, I'm just gonna take it off i'm not i'm not messing with it no more <laughs> but anyways um hopefully i still sound the same so as far as the age goes at age 50 is it still like is that still considered dying young because when biggie and tupac died i believe let me look this up i believe that they were young like they were young but with them yeah so biggie was 24 when he died and tupac like i should notice and tupac was 25 when he died so for dmx to die at 50 it's kind of like the whole phrase of rappers live double lives like if if they live to 50 they really live to 100 because of the rapper type lifestyle and the, the type of videos that came out after dmx's death when they were showing him with his kids showing him at a concert turning up like to some random artists that he really enjoyed and and then i saw a rolling loud video of him performing one of his many uh, catchy hooks and the crowd was just going insane so it, it was just and I've, I've listened and like read from people who've been close to him and everything and they just talk about how he really talked about how he's lived a full life like he talked about that all the time and i believe and his latest, his last, I don't know if it was his last interview before he passed away, but one of his most recent interviews in Drink Champs, uh, Drink Champs, he talked about how if he passed away right now, and even Nori, Nori, I think that's how you say his name, Nori looked at him like, don't talk like that. But DMX was like, if I passed away, let's say I was a drop dead right now. Like, that's how he said it, drop dead right now. Like, he was just talking really fast. I don't know why. <laughs> but um, he said... I would have lived a full life. So when I hear artists say that in the same year that they passed away, it's kind of like one of those type situations where if somebody doesn't really want to, I'm not going to say be here anymore, but if somebody has accepted the fact that they've lived life and they know that they are on like the tail end of the experiences on uh, like the tail end of great experiences like they know they've lived all the great experiences they could have lived then at the at the same time it's sad but well no it's sad on one hand but on the same time you understand where that person's coming from because at this at the end of the day it is his life like even though he has kids and everything to take care of i i, I believe that they're still going to be taken care of because of like the money that comes back to them like in his family but for him to have said he lived a full life kind of kind of makes you know that that he knew he, he was kind of on his way out 
but getting into more of the specific facts of what happened dmx also known as earl simmons passed away at 50 at white plains hospital with his family by his side after being placed on life support for the past few days and when i was hearing about this a lot of uh, conflicting reports was coming out from managers and not even a managers like i think they said it was attorney or something so basically people was coming out way too like the family is there i wouldn't want to send out any information unless i ran it through them and i think that's what people was doing they were just throwing out information like oh dmx is dead like two days before he actually passed away so that's what they was having that's what his family was having to deal with in the midst of him like imagine you're with your dying family member and people are already saying rip and he's not even passed away yet like that that's just a scenario that i don't wish upon anybody and i hope i never have to go through that so with the whole situation he was on life support for for a few days and i think a few days is a long time to be on life support for the for the type of um brain functionality that he was going through like i think at at some point they just had to put him not put him down as like a dog but just like take him off of life support and they also said that he the the cause of this was a heart attack at his home in new york uh apparently he was it was 20 it it was several hours or no like 30 minutes okay i don't know the actual specifics i'm not gonna speak on that part but a lot of athletes celebrities and all that came out to a tribute to him after he pa- officially passed away that came through his actual family um like his manager even had to come out and say he's not dead he, like he's not dead right like you know what i mean like that just type like I, I couldn't even imagine but anyways a lot of famous people came out to pay their respects like jamal crawford uh dj academics um a lot of people like joe budden that actually knew him like people who knew him ice cube i saw his post LeBron came out and just you you saw it, it was kind of like we lost one of the titans in hip-hop so for the reaction I think was fitting for how much he actually touched the community um as far as his label you, you guys know how I feel about UMG this may this whole episode might be taken down because I used the DMX snippet at the beginning of my pod but if they take it down because of that then I'm willing to live with that but I'm not gonna play any more DMX uh, music because I don't want to push it but yeah like yeah like if you heard the beginning of the pod or the beginning of basically my intro if you heard my intro then you just know how recognizable DMX's music was or it still is and the thing that I had to do, so I had to go back and listen to some of DMX's music because I wasn't too familiar familiar with them because I wasn't too much of a DMX. I'm not going to say I wasn't a fan, but I just wasn't an avid fan. Like, I didn't dislike him, but I just didn't d- dive deep into his music. And obviously, when somebody passes, you kind of want to go back and just see what you miss. And when I went back and listened to his tracks that he had, like the, the Rough Riders anthem, the X going to give it to you. And there there was some other tracks on there that it was just the amount of recognizable songs that he had was just off the charts. Like it really reminded me of Drake when I listened to it. Like it was one of those situations, um, 
one of those moments where I like sit back and like listen to his his very popular music and it was just like these are highly recognizable songs like like uh, lose your mind like or act a fool or whatever that that, that track is called that the whole chorus of y'all gonna make me like that 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 whole infectious like, chorus that he had especially with his raspy voice it was just insane how many songs that just jumped out at me so yeah um with, with dmx i mean of course dmx was one of the biggest stars in hip-hop after biggie and tupac died even bigger than jay-z at at a, for a long period of time and then jay-z obviously became jay-z but dmx to sh- to show you how big he was i mean he was bigger than jay-z in the 1990s and, and early 2000s so that should show you the type of impact that he had he wasn't just some random artist trying to hold on like i, I was listening people talk about dmx and, and, and talked about how he really was like the, the head of his like uh, the head of def jam for like a little while and, and carried that that label into notoriety basically you know how drake says if i don't drop well i have to drop to keep the lights on or something like that or the the lights are uh, are flickering at my label or something like that it is is lyrics like that that lets you know that they they are the 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 mascot for the label whatever they do is the bar so nobody else is gonna pass them because they are the biggest artists they do the most streams and that's how dmx was dmx to them is kind of what drake is to us right now as far as the whole package goes as far as the whole like rapping singing i mean he was kind of singing on where the hood at but like that raspy voice i mean i don't i don't think i don't think that was singing at all (laughs) but but anyways um even with that it was kind of like the jar rule effect like you still accepted it even though the voice was a little raspy and he was still trying to sing so yeah the whole thing with dmx i don't really want to touch touch on it too long because for me it's not really like if, if he was okay with the life he lived then what does it what point does it does what does it do for us to, to say that he should live more like you know if he was comfortable with the amount of moments that he had and great moments that he lived then it kind of just makes it it, it reminded me of, of when kobe passed away and then they put out a lot of videos of him talking about his life like when you're when the person's appreciative like that then it 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 just puts uh even like it, it makes it easier to handle because even they was even they they are on record saying that they have lived a great life so there's artists out there that that always talk about being underappreciated and that would be harder if they passed away to see people come out and give them flowers i'm not gonna say names because it's not about them right now but i'm just saying like there are artists out there that say hey i'm not being appreciated enough hey i really need my flowers like y'all really gonna miss me when i'm gone but these type of artists or not artists these type of people famous people who pass away but still have or on record saying that they live a great life and still got their like flowers like i think dmx did a whole versus with um snoop dogg i think last year and that that did numbers and that just showcased everybody what what he was working with as, as far as like his his huge rush of uh, records that that kept Je- def jam afloat 
and i mean i mean that's that's just something that can't really can't be replicated like as far as dmx when they say there'll never be another like so-and-so like there'll never be another dmx it, it will be people trying to like either imitate him or be kind of similar to him but as far as dmx like the, the way that he ran the 90s and the early 2000s and the way he just stayed on the uh hot 100 it, it's just absolutely absolutely unheard of it, it it was definitely a drake run before drake came like it was it was a shortened version of of what we were what we're seeing from drake right now that's the type of range that dmx had so yeah that's all i really have for dmx um click my link tree in my bio let me know on one of my social medias what's your favorite dmx song and how long have you been listening to dmx yeah we're gonna switch it up and get into the last of us remake Okay, getting into Sony, again, a, a company that I always give critical acclaim to because they actually have games and exclusives, but so far, no no consoles like, has games right now. Like, imagine buying a $500, $600 PS5 just to play, no, like, just to play the shortened version of Spider-Man PS4 on it, and then after that, it's just over. Like, I don't... You play Miles Morales, Spider-Man, PS5, and then after that, like, what are you playing? Like, Outriders, the the game that doesn't have any servers right now. So it's kind of, it's kind of a rough start to next-gen owners. Which I was excited to get PS5 at first, but when I saw that the games coming on PS5 was still coming to the old generation consoles, I'm like, oh, they're not serious yet. They're really not serious about putting these games on new consoles yet, or else they would just put it exclusively for the next gen because old gen can't handle it and i'm kind of looking at cyberpunk because what they did with their rollout reminds me of what square enix did with marvel avengers project just a buggy a mess of a game put out for the public just for money and that's kind of what would remind that's kind of what shows uh that's what I'm getting from from this article right here. Sony has reportedly been quietly developing The Last of Us remake for PS5. Now, who asked for that? Y'all will have to tell me because I have no idea. But the actual The Last of Us release was uh, the, the first release was on PlayStation 3 all the way back in 2013. So you can imagine the type of technology, te uh, technological advances we've made since then. With Sony. They said that they've been working on this remake for a while and they, they've been passing around the idea and now the now it's like fully in development as the game is actually well also getting a game to movie type um, creation and they're going to have an own movie for for The Last of Us. So who who asked for the, the remake for Last of Us? I don't know. But anyways. The status of the project is currently unclear, but they are developing it. Like it's it's clear that they are developing it. Naughty Dog um, tried to pitch what was that game called that nobody played? Days Gone Two. They tried to pitch that game, but of course, Sony wasn't messing with that idea because with the pandemic, a lot of companies are pulling out their haymakers. Like I don't think we would have got the Mass Effect 
legendary edition at all if the pandemic wasn't to happen a lot of these companies are going to start coming with their best ideas to try to recoup off of what the pandemic took away from them and i i feel like that's the same with sony as naughty dog really doesn't have to put out anything the last of us related because they just put out last of us 2 not too long ago so it's just like why why put out a remake this this soon like what's the point But so Sony is, for some reason, still increasing their focus on block blockbuster type games, trying to just make as much money as they can, which is really nothing wrong with that, honestly. But there's ways to go about it. And this way just seems like a rush and it doesn't seem like they will, it will have the same effect as if the la if they waited a little bit longer, because 2013 to 2021, while some people may think that's a huge gap in, in gaming, um... As far as Last of Us fans, they still haven't forgot about what happened with Last of Us 2. So it's kind of a it's kind of a just I would give it breaks uh, at least a five year. No, nah, not five. That's, that's like GTA type weight. But um, a three to five year break before you put out any Last of Us content. And that's just me. Like, I feel like this is way too soon. And But I mean, Days Gone came out in 2019. But I'm also no nobody played that game, so that game should get a sequel at all. So uh, yeah, it wasn't Days Gone Two wasn't given the go ahead, and then they started working on um, the remake for The Last of Us, and then also there's a HBO series, or HBO also has a Last of Us series adaption on the way, starring Game of Thrones stars Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. So. Take of that what you will. As far as what I think of this whole situation, the pandemic has a lot of these gaming companies shook. The pandemic has a lot of these developers shook. And the pandemic has produced a lot of buggy games. And games that should have never seen the light of day are coming out because they have to meet deadlines. And you can't blame everything on the pandemic, but at some point, like these developers have to take accountability because I saw a tweet saying that developers don't want to put out broken games and don't put them out. Like who's who like we know who's forcing like this. Of course, the companies, you know, there's deadlines, there's quarters. You got to make certain uh, money like an annually, but don't like developers are developing the game. Tell the company. Well, it doesn't really go like it's a really slippery slope. Like, I really know how it works, but still. Developers shouldn't come out saying that the game is going to be amazing. Like, I mean, I guess they still have to. And then they still have to sell the game. Like, can't, they can't really be fully transparent. Like, I bet the Cyberpunk developers knew. Well, actually, they lied and said the old gym was, was going to be great. And it came out like trash. And then they apologized for it. So they blatantly lied to the, the to the consumer's face. So they paid for the game. But for these developers right now, it's really just like they only the only goal is solely to make money. And usually like that's OK if you come with the quality and the right rollout plan. Like we know you want money, but at the same time, I mean, try to compensate us a little bit, like give us some type of quality. Like at least get, let me get past the loading screen where I, without it crashing on me. So, yeah, um, hopefully. The Last of Us remake will run well, which I think it will. The Last of Us 2 ran amazing, actually. And the sound cues was on point. So that that 
with, with the last of us two is more about the story and the the kind of controversy plot twist that they have but controversial uh plot twist that they have but as far as the actual game it ran smooth so I don't, i'm not talking about that game at all like that's one of the companies that do need to put out more games because they actually don't make broken ones but the last of us nobody asked for that so awful days gone nobody asked for that so i don't know what they need to put out they just need to make a whole new ip isn't outriders a new ip made by square enix even though the servers don't work like naughty dog needs to do something like that like make a new ip off of a game off of two games that people love and just put it together that's what people are doing nowadays look at apex i mean look at outriders basically mass effect mixed with a little bit of gears so yeah um that's all i really had i didn't really think i had that much to say about it but i actually had more than i thought i, I would but uh yeah that's all i really have to say about the sony like last of us 2 remake and because there's not really too much i can say about that gaming is kind of dry right now outriders is the only game like i said the cross play feature that was very much publicized as a selling point is is currently not working so unfortunate but anyways let's wait okay i gotta, I gotta do my plug always <laughs> so yeah um click my link share my bio let me know on one of my social medias uh what do you think of the last of us 2 remake and let me know what game would you like to see from naughty dog because I actually have no idea. Like, I, I, my advice was just to make a new IP, which is very much way more difficult than it sounds like for me, from it coming from me. So, yeah, what, what game do you want to see from Naughty Dog? And if it's Last of Us, let me know. So, yeah, now we're going to switch it up and get into the last topic of the episode and Polo G Rap Star. Okay, getting into the self-proclaimed goat, which I never like when artists call themselves a goat because it's just like, you're really not. <laughs> like, that's, like it's just simple as that. Like, you're really not the goat. Like, and it's the same thing with the whole king of New York. Like, we just gonna act like Jay-Z just doesn't live anymore. Like, he's just not, he's just not alive. Like, he's not walking the earth. Like, it's very disrespectful in my opinion, but some reason he lets them say that because he probably doesn't have any time like imagine jay-z going back with six nine doesn't sound right does it but yeah the self-proclaimed goat also i think little baby did that but little baby did that in like the slickest way possible he said i'm not a goat but i fit the description so he said it in the most slick way you could possibly say that you're a goat that's like saying i'm not chocolate but i definitely fit the the flavor description or, or i fit the uh What's something that chocolate has? With the the sweetness description? Basically, y'all know what I'm trying to say. I don't know why I try to compare it to the ice cream. But anyways, yeah, Paul, uh, Lil Baby said that the most slick way you could possibly call yourself a goat. Getting into, well, okay, now we're going to get into Polo G. He dropped a new track called Rap Star, which immediately reminded me of Track Star by, I forget, I, even, I forgot the artist's name. I really like that track too. The track where he's singing, he he's saying she's a runner, she's a, a track star, she's gonna run away when it gets hard. That track right there, yeah, the the track star. That that's what this title reminded me of. But I mean, not the actual quality or not the actual like flow of the song, like the 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 name, a rap star, track star, like that's what threw me off. I think Rod Wave came out with something, but 
I don't think it was Trackstar or I don't think it was something Roadrunner or something like that. I don't know. I don't know why it made me think of that. Anyways, so he dropped a visual visual along with the single and it just showed the downside of his uh, glorious life as he claimed. And he also talked about his 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 money, of course. Um, basically, just talked about like random rapper things that rappers talk about. And what else? Yeah, so Polo G had a lot of quotables off of the the track "Rap Star," and also didn't hold back on some of the things that he had to talk about with his life as like rap star is is a very nice track in, in my opinion it's one of those that is a very smooth track it's not something out of the box for polo g it's something that i feel like he's done a million times over i think y'all kind of know about my uh polo g little dirk who else i can't think of anybody else right now but those type of rappers like i feel like they have like they have flow but they don't have too many like it's not one of those where they they're just switching it up every three seconds like if you listen to roddy rich's verse on 42 doug for the game i think he had like four or five flows in one verse these type of artists will have four or five flows in like two or three albums like they they really stick with their flow it reminds me of the migos like they really gonna stick with their flow and hit you with the flow 17 17 million times until you get tired of it and the only thing that changes is the beat and sometimes not even the beat so that's that's the same way i feel about polo g even though it's a patented flow that definitely works for him i feel like these type of artists are put in a box only because of the way that they always come on a track and it's the same either run on sentence to start the verse or talking before the uh, the song happens or talking after the song happens or the same well and then go, come for, for uh, full circle back to the same flow. So, um, not to say this track is bad. It's just something that I've, I've heard many times before from Polo G. The only thing that changed is the words and the beat. <laughs> but y'all, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to downplay this this track too much, as I do like it a lot. But I just have to be honest with my opinion on these type of artists and why they're put into why these type of artists are put into a box. So yeah, here goes Rap Star by Polo G. I'm going to play a little snippet that I have of it. I'm gonna, it's not going to be too long of a snippet, but I definitely want to play a snippet as I did enjoy the track, so I don't want to make it seem like I didn't, but we're, we're just going to play the snippet. Here goes Polo G, Rap Star, right now. Planes flying crowds, screaming money, counter chains, clanking. I guess that's how it sound when you win. I ain't joking, do it sound like I'm kidding. I've been making like 2,000 a minute. So high up through the clouds, I was swimming. I'm probably gonna drown when I'm in it. I bet she gonna get loud when I'm in it. And we might have they a child pop rebirth. Never put out a weak verse. Homicides when we lurk. I'm stuck to my feet hurt. When putting them streets first, white tees turn burgundy t shirts. Looking for some real, he's stuck in a deep surf. Anxiety killing me, I just wanna leave Earth When they ask if I'm okay, it just make everything seem worse Trying to explain your feelings sound like something you rehearsed Stab me on my back with a clean smirk Looking so deep into your eyes, I can read your thoughts so Shut the f I mean, please don't talk I done been through too much and I don't need another loss Put that on every war, sky for every battle I the BMW, new deposit, I picked up another bag like 
get on my count while I'm in it. It's your boy Dreams from the Notorious Mass Effect. Ever wanted your favorite restaurants to come to you? Well, with DoorDash, this is now possible as DoorDash connects people with the best restaurants in their city. They do this by empowering local businesses and in turn, generate new ways for people to earn, work, and live. With your favorite restaurants at your fingertips, DoorDash satisfies your cravings and connects you with possibilities, more time and energy for yourself and those you love. Delivering with DoorDash, you get flexibility and financial stability. Dash for a living or for a goal, all on your schedule and on your own terms. DoorDash customers can place orders via the DoorDash app or website and are connected with dashers to fulfill deliveries conveniently and contactlessly. Restaurants right to your door. Order now at www.doordash.com. Oh, not my bottle. Well, not my, like, not a baby bottle. I hope y'all wouldn't assume that's a baby bottle. If y'all tried sparkling ice, that, that drink is amazing. I went to the store, bought some sparkling ice, and I thought that it tasted like, I don't know, that was the best thing since sliced bread. Like, um, air fryer, sliced bread, sparkling ice. Like, that's the list, really, for me. Like, on a random tidbit, like, random, like, way out of the blue. That's my top three inventions in the last, like, lifetime. So, yeah, that's... Sparkling water is, like... I mean, sparkling ice is just amazing. Like, actually. Anyways, getting into the track, Rap Star. Um, as you... I mean, I talked about it a lot before the track actually even played. But... Nothing I haven't heard from Polo G before, not to downplay this track, just, it's just, I don't want to say mediocre because I liked it, but it's just average, like, Polo G, when is Drake, Kendrick, and <laughs> J. Cole dropping, like, <laughs> I'm tired of reviewing these rappers who have the same flows, just different beat selections, and just not putting any type of effort into these tracks, like, I don't understand what, what are the, like, when's Lil Baby dropping? When's Drake, J. Cole, like, I'm, t <laughs> I'm tired of these rappers, man. They, these rappers are talking about the same things. They sound like every other rapper with purple hair. And it, it's just like, <laughs> these these rappers aren't, they aren't coming with it. Like, it, nothing's hitting, nothing's sticking except for Rod Wave. I feel like Rod Wave had the only cohesive album that stuck, like, 2021. Like, when, when is... Podcast, no, I'm, just playing. I'm not gonna cut the podcast off like that, but like that's how I feel. Like these rappers are just they're like, Where's Drake when you need him? Anyways, um, yeah, click my link tree in my bio, <laughs> let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of the Polo G rap star? And do you do you do you think I'm too hard on these like these 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 drill artists, or am, am I like keeping it real? Either answer, I really, you know, just just let me know. So yeah, going over, getting into the overview of the pod, we're gonna get it. Well, I, I don't even know why I acted like I'm start a whole new podcast. Um, we started with Doja Cat and SZA, "Kiss Me More." I thought that was probably the best track throughout. Um, well, bet I thought this was the better track, better track to rap star by a lot, and I, I see this doing a lot as far as like numbers wise and going up on the charts because SZA 
is the most talented artist not on this list because i talked about dmx you know rest in peace dmx but besides dmx we talked about doja cat and polo g SZA is definitely a way more talented artist and puts out way more quality music than those two artists but yeah that's how i feel about that but kiss me more is a great song i just wanted to highlight how SZA is just amazing then we got into dmx um dmx died at 50 i don't i i was struggling with the fact if that was a, a young age or not i mean 50 like i mean like what are you i'm not, i'm only like can i put my age out there i don't even know let's just say i'm old enough <laughs> and i'm nowhere close to 50 but i just feel like that's such an age that it's just like what where do you go from there you know what i mean and the, the way that dmx was talking he just seemed like he was just so he was just so like grateful for the life that he did live and he was just like if he would have dropped dead right now which is what he said in the drink champs interview then he would be okay with it then we got to the last of us remake um sony talked about how they've been quietly developing the last of us remake for ps5 i don't know how quiet it is because i've seen these articles on the biggest publication the biggest gaming publications possible so yeah good job on keeping that secret sony <laughs> and then we got into polo g rap star um rap star when i went on my tangent if you heard the whole pod well yeah if you heard the whole pod you would hear this part of the pod anyways thank you for listening to the whole pod but my rap star opinion kind of just made me go into a tangent on all these rappers that just sound the same and I'm waiting for the top rappers to come out and, and shake up the game at least a little bit. Like we're five months in and none of the top three has dropped yet. So it's kind of, I mean, Drake dropped, but like, come on, like album, album mode. That's what he said. We, we've been waiting for an album since October 2019. Well, October 2020 and it's 2021, April. Like, come on now. So, yeah, that's about it for the episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in for the to the Notorious Mass Effect podcast. And don't be afraid to send me a voice message letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode. Uh, click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up, keep up with my latest activities. If you want to financially support the show, click my Cash App link located towards the top of my link tree as it, show, as it helps the show overall. Make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Notorious Mass Effect. It's your boy Dreams from The Notorious Mass Effect. Ever wanted your favorite restaurants to come to you? Well, with DoorDash, this is now possible as DoorDash connects people with the best restaurants in their city. They do this by empowering local businesses and in turn, generate new ways for people to earn, work, and live. With your favorite restaurants at your fingertips, DoorDash satisfies your cravings and connects you with possibilities, more time and energy for yourself and those you love. Delivering with DoorDash, you get flexibility and financial stability. Dash for a living or for a goal, all on your schedule and on your own terms. DoorDash customers can place orders via the DoorDash app or website and are connected with Dashers to fulfill deliveries conveniently and contactlessly restaurants right to your door order now at www.doordash.com